Amen, brothers and sisters in Christ, today is the day the Lord has made, so let us be glad in it and just rejoice and be happy. And how many people can say they woke up this morning? Some people didn't get the opportunity. You're going to thank the Lord. Y'all, today, 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 we're going to talk about Samuel. Mm-hmm. You don't know who Samuel is. Samuel is an amazing prophet. His story, the beginning of his stories, his beginnings, his origins, his um, his genesis is truly amazing. Um, we're going to get into that today. We're going to spend some time in that. We're not going to do too much reading because it's a lot. Um, it's a lot to unpack and a lot to get into, but we're going to do some of it and just, you know, we're going to dive into it. But before we do that, um, we, we do have the daily devotional. Um we're going to do our opening prayer and whatnot, and we're going to do that. But before we get into that, I just want to say, hello, y'all. I miss y'all. It's been a minute. Um, Sometimes you got to take a step back, and you have to spend time with God before you can pour into somebody else's cup. You have to gain, absorb, and that's what i kind of been doing. I had to take a step back from social media, um, from food you know i've been fasting too i'm starting another fast uh actually tomorrow so y'all pray for me y'all know how i love my chicken wings and steak now you know how i'm sorry i'm yawning excuse me i love my chicken wings and steak but we're gonna get into that later um opening prayer before i begin lord let your words be my words and let your thoughts be my thoughts do not let them fall vain and do not let them fall void do for me just as you did for jeremiah and place your hands on my lips and let it be your words. Your hand on my mind and let it be joined with yours. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for bringing us together again. I want to thank you for another opportunity of pouring into the cups of others and absorbing and receiving. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your, your love, Father, for it is an unconditional. It's a just love. It is a righteous love. It's a kind love. It is a love that no man could understand. It is a love that is righteous, never ending, it never ceases. It is a love that is just. So thank you for your love, Father. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for being God. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for adopting us, for receiving us in all our flaws and iniquities. Thank you, Father. For there is no God like the God of Israel in which we serve. There is no king like the king of Israel in whom we serve, whom we bow, whom we worship, whom we praise, whom we build ourselves on a foundation of. There is no God like that. And I ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit among your children. Let us receive it. Let us receive your mercies. Receive your countenance. Receive your love. Receive your presence. Receive your Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom, perseverance, and endurance. But above all, wisdom. For wisdom is the beginning of righteousness. And righteousness is the beginning of knowing God. And that is what we seek. Give us that opportunity in Jesus' name. All right. So, 
already started crying. This how I know. I know it's gonna be a good one, y'all. But I be feeling them tears. I be like, I know he about to get in. I know he finna go in. It don't be me to be going in. It be the Lord. You feel me? It be the Lord. But um, daily devotional. I hope it lines up with you know the Bible study today because like y'all know. If I'm having Bible study, we are not, I'm not reading it ahead of y'all. I read it with y'all. So today is November 30th. First of all, can y'all believe it? November 30th time is like super flying. It's flying by. But anyhow, problems are past of life. They are inescapable. Woven into the very fabric of the fallen world, you tend to go into problem-solving mode all too rapidly, readily. Acting as if you have the capacity to receive, to fix everything. This is a habitual, y'all know I probably butchered that word, response. So automatic that it bypasses your conscious thinking. Not only does this habit frustrate, Lord knows, it also distances you from me. Do not let fixing things be your top priority. You are ever so limited in your capacity to correct all that is wrong in the world around you. Don't weigh yourself down with responsibilities that are not your own. Instead, make your relationship with me your primary concern. Talk, to, talk with me about whatever is on your mind, seeking my perspective in that, on that situation. Rather than trying to fix everything that comes to your attention, ask me to show you what is truly important. Remember that you are in route, in route to heaven, and let your problems fade in the light of eternity. Some scriptures to go with that is Psalms 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. And then you have Luke 10, 41 through 42. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is in need. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And then we have, if you don't know what that is, that's uh, the scripture where Mary, she mad because she ran around the house, you know, she's trying to get everything needed up. And Martha, she over here, you know, kicking it with Jesus. And Mary, like, she ain't doing our housework. <laughs> he like, you ain't paying attention. Them chores will be there tomorrow. I'm only here for a second, baby. But um, it continues in there. So Philippians um, 3, 20 through 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await the Savior. From there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power of that enables him, to bring everything under his control will perform, transform our lowly bodies so that we, so they will be like his glorious body. Okay, so that is the daily devotional for today. And y'all, okay, so I'm not even gonna hold y'all. Lately, I have, Man, I've been listening to this pastor. His name's uh, Dr. David Jeremiah. He has a book out. It's called The Book of Signs. And what made me look listening to it was because of the fact that it's not that I got tired of reading the Bible. That sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds bad. But um, 
a lot of the times us as humans we when we feel like we we don't we've acknowledged ourselves to our our liking we've put enough knowledge into our liking we just be like oh you know this is disappointing but i know i knew for a fact that that wasn't the case like you start to think that like that that's when you have a problem i'm like i can't think like that so i have to find a way to you know met force me to get back in my word like i used to because at this point i have read the bible several times and i'm like what's the point you know what i'm saying you know everything but that's the flesh that's not the spirit my spirit's like hungry for work so i'm like okay i'm gonna find a way to you know make this to get into my word so i i'm like what's some good books you know what i'm saying what's some books that could draw me back into it you know i, I loved revelations revelations is one of my favorite books um not because it's about doom and gloom but because of the fact that it talks about the lord coming to collect his children and there's nothing more beautiful than that. It's a promise, a covenant that he is coming to collect. And I was like, all right, let me let me find some books on that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my favorite book. So and I'm looking at, you know, watching the news. And if you don't watch it, if you watch the news, or all you gotta do is open your eyes and look around you and you will see this stuff is it looks very sad. It can be depressing for those who are looking at it's just like no what is happening in the world is falling down so i'm looking at the world and i know i'm not in my world like i need to be i need to thirst for more i'm like you know what let's focus on that so i'm like what's what's going on today and i look for signs and that's what revelation is about it's about signs so i found this book on audible because y'all know i'm not the best reader so my my GPA, y'all already know. <laughs> so I um I'm listening to the I download this book to listen to. It's called The Book of Signs by Dr. David Jeremiah. Y'all, this man went in. When I tell you he went in, like it everything lined it up with the word. And I couldn't even like discounted because of the fact that I had read I had read Revelation several times. So I was looking, I'm like, he's right, he's right. And he had wrote this book in 20, 2019, 2018, I'm not sure. But he had wrote this book back then and the stuff that he said he thought would happen in the book has happened. And I was like, oh man, this man is anointed. You know, and don't get me wrong, I love uh, Jonathan Kahn and all of that good stuff. But this dude done blew Jonathan Kahn out the water with his, his uh, information that he come with. I'm like, yo, this dude is, he is anointed. So, um, he kind of like made me want to get into the book of the prophets some more. And I was like, you know, it, it really amped back up what I needed to be amped back up. Me wanting to get back in my words. So, I did. And I'm not even finished with that book yet. I just needed to make sure he was right. He was just in, in the midst of that. I fell back into Samuel. And I looked around at people around me, like at my job, and who would be looking at the world. And like everybody's like, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Some people are like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know what, what's going to happen. In my, I don't know what's going to happen in a lot of these verses. And Samuel stuck out to me. So we're going to read some Samuel. And man, when I tell y'all, it is uplifting. It's, it's very uplifting. So we're going to read some of it. 
So the first part, chapter Samuel, Samuel 1, um, it just talks about how Samuel came to be. Um, but before Samuel came to be, God had it predestined that he was supposed to be. I might cry out because this stuff is pretty deep. Um, verse 1 through verse 6. Um, talks about um, how a woman, his mother, she uh, her womb was closed. But the Lord opened it. Um, let's just read it. Now there was a certain man of Rephaim, let's butcher that, Zophim, of the mountains of Urethim. And his name was Electanah. Ooh, that's why I'm like reading. I told you I was bad. The son of Jeroboam. The son of Elohu. The son of Tuha. The son of Zupa. An Ephraimite. Ooh, I said that right. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. And the name of the other was Pen Peninuhu. And mm -mm -mm. And we're going to call her Pen, Pen for sure. Pen had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also to the sons of Eli, Hamani, and Phinehas. The priests of the Lord were there. And whenever the time came for Elik, Elikani mm, to make an offering he would give portions to Pen, his wife and to all her sons and daughters but Hannah he would give a double portion for he loved Hannah although the Lord had closed her womb and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year. When he went, when she went up to the house of the Lord, that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept in the night. So let's go run through this a little bit. Let's drink all this water because I'm going to be these. So this, this man, this is the this talking about the lineage of Samuel and stuff like that, but also how it came to be. Um, this woman, Hannah, she kind of, uh, she, she couldn't have no kids. She was barren. And the Lord, it took, the Lord noticed her even when she did. When she felt unnoticed, she still had love from her husband, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm sure that that made Pen, we don't call her Pen, feel a little small, especially considering she had gave sons, which Hannah couldn't do. Uh, she had gave sons to Elikani. Um, and she was like, I done gave him sons. I done did all of this. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm able to I'm able to bear kids. And Hannah came. He still loved her more. So much so that she would make her life difficult. Make Hannah's life difficult. Um, hateration is a strong thing. <laughs> so, um, it goes deeper. Verse 8. Then Elephant and I, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? 
Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So her husband come to her and he like this. Why are you crying? Why are you letting her get to her? Get to you. You don't need sons. I love you more. I love you so much. You don't even need sons. I love you without you bearing me children. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he mad at her because why are you crying? Why are you letting her get to you? So Hannah arose. So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shalom. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look onto the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. So, she asked the Lord to just bear a son. To let her be a vessel. Get this. This is how I see it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's just. Um, this is just how what I received from it. She asked the Lord to bear a son. To use her to bear a son. To give to him. That's a pretty strong prayer. That's a pretty strong prayer. Because it's like. I want you to. Give me something Lord. Only to give it back to you. It won't even be mine. He won't even be my son. He's he's not. He, I mean yeah. He'll be, he'll be flesh of my flesh. And bone of my bone but he won't be mine he will belong to you i will give him to you i will count it countlessly give him over to you it's similar to the same thing that abraham did he almost sacrificed Isaac. god gave it to him only for him to sacrifice it to the lord you you get the 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 power in that so it continues, and it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. So Eli done got mad because maybe she did this. She's in prayer deep. She's in a prayer where she is weeping and where she... She she she's praying to God, and the, the words are, are flowing from her heart, not her mouth. And when you pray like that, that's why I'm saying Samuel is a strong book because of the fact that it touches on so much. When you pray like that, you're it's like labor. She was giving labor before she even bore a son, and she did bore her son. She was giving labor to giving birth before she even gave birth. She she's weeping so much so that she looks like a, she looks like a fool to us. 
And how many of us can say that? Say we we do that. We pray so much. We pray so hard, baby. The words is just flowing through our hearts. We ain't even speaking out loud. It's just it's just flowing out of us. We look drunk. We look foolish. And people are looking at us and be like, what is they doing? That's a that shame, shame. You know what I'm saying? They like shame, shame, shame. But really, the Lord knows our hearts. It's like David. Um, King David says he danced before the. I'm sure David couldn't dance. <laughs> I'm sure he looked real weird up there, tips, uh, you know, tap dancing before the Lord. But it looked foolish to others, but it brought joy to his heart and it was pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> the Lord saw it. Um, so it continues. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrow spirit, sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink. But have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a weak, weak, wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint of grief, I have spoken until now. So she said, I don't want to do when I'm talking to the Lord. What you see is what you saw, but the Lord knows. You know what I'm saying? Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the Lord God of Israel grant your petition. Which you have answered, asked him. So he don't even know what she asked the Lord. But because of the fact that she, he saw her praying so much that it looked, it looked bizarre to him. It looked weird. It looked, it looked strange. It looked powerful. He said, whatever you asked of the Lord, it should be answered because of the fact that how hard you went for it. Now, how many of us can say that? We want so much from God. We ask for so much from God. But it don't even, we ain't even go hard. We ain't go hard like Hannah did. We ain't touch, been down, touched the floor so much that our, our words were so strong that our heart could be seen through it. That's what happened with Hannah. Her prayers were so hard that her heart could be seen through her prayers. And that's how prayers can answer. <laughs> and it continues. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. <sighs> Samuel, baby, Samuel. I love this book. Uh, so Samuel gets born. We're going to skip a little bit. Uh, but Samuel gets born. Um... She born. God gave her what she asked for, and Samuel grows up. Um, Hannah even prayed over him. And we're going to go into some of uh, Hannah's prayer. It's actually chapter 2. Um, she don't stop praying. That's a woman of God. She doesn't stop praying. Even the menace of her sorrows, even when it, it seemed like her womb was barren. And sometimes a womb in the Bible is representation of something else. It's representation of our lives. Sometimes lives can seem barren. They can seem empty. They can seem like, man, I ain't got nothing to show for. You know, there's a story in the Bible, a woman in the oil. And she said, I ain't got nothing in my home. And Elijah said, you don't got something in your home. You, ain't, you think you have nothing. What do you have? She said, I ain't got nothing but a few oil. He said, that's enough. 
And the oil was a representation of Christ. We have Christ in our home. If we have that, we have enough. And sometimes we don't see that we have enough. So it continues and it reads. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exhausted in the Lord. I smile at my enemy be enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bowls of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumble are gritted with strength. Those who were full have hired themselves out of the bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren has borne seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down the grave and brings up the lord makes poor and makes rich he brings low and lifts up he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the lord's and he has set the world upon them <laughs> he will guard the feet of his saints but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The adversities of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointing. Then Elikanai went to his house at Ram Ramah, but the child ministered to the Lord before the Eli the priest. So then it goes a little bit into some of the other sons of Eli. You got them boys that was born to that one chick. <laughs> What's her name? We called her Pen. You gotta go into the sons of Pen. You know, uh, baby, they was they was trifling. Um, they was trifling. So so much so though that. He can't, he can't trust them. He can't deal with them. I mean, they can't, he can't be left nothing. They just, they, they just something else. But, um, if we're going to skip down and where is it? Okay. So, it's going to be chapter three that we get into because I feel like this is really, really important. And I'm not going to hold y'all long today before we close out, but I miss y'all so much. You know, we got to get into it. But, um, yeah, Eli, uh, prophecy against Eli house. Uh, Eli get old, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that going on. His sons is trifling. I don't, but they was trifling. His other sons are trifling. And, uh, some stuff that's about to befall upon Israel and the Lord needs somebody to go out here and talk about it. And he can't trust the sons of Pen of in Elikanah. It's only one son from Elikanah he can really go to about. 
And this is how you do it. Chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass in that time, while Eli was laying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of the God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was laying down, that the Lord called to Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. For you have called me. I want to pause before we go deep. I have a co-worker who has, um, she's often been saying stuff like, the Lord has favorites. The Lord has favorites, she says, and she says it so often. So much so that recently it has just upset me and I just had to say, why do you keep saying that? It's not that the Lord has favorites. It's just that many are called, but few are chosen. She said, well, yeah, because he has favorites. And I say, no, it's not because he has favorites. Everybody is important to him. We serve a God who count, who, who bottles our tears and who has the num- hairs on our head numbered upon everybody. So it's not that every he has a favorite. It's just who picked up the call when he answered. See, the sons of Pen and Elikanai that was uh, that Pen bore from Elikanai, they were called too. Heck, do you see who their father was? But it wasn't, they still did their dirt. They were called, but they refused the call. But then you have Samuel. See, It says here in chapter 3, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days, so nobody really heard from the Lord. Nobody really got a bunch, you know, a lot of information of who this great I am, who this God of Israel really was. But when he called Samuel, he answered, That's powerful. A lot of people don't understand. You have to answer the call. It ain't no, when when God calls, you can't just be like, "Mm." you got to be like, here I am. Here I am. Step up out of the, the, the line. Step out of the line of people that, and there is a line of people. But you have to step out of them and be like, here I am. Here I am. Make yourself noticeable for the Lord, from the Lord. Just like his mother. See, he, he fell in line. He, he took the tree down, don't fall. The apple don't come fall too far from the tree. His mother said, she said, remember me, Lord. Remember me. Remember your maid, sir. And he, 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 stepped, he, he continued with that generation. He said, here I am, Lord. Remember me too. It's a generational thing in this family. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I love it. I love it. But it continues. And it says, um, 
And it came to pass at that time while Eli was laying down that he, you know, he heard him. He said, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. For you called me. See, it says, when we go back, it says, the word of the Lord uh, was rare in those days and not widespread. So he never really knew who the Lord was. But he answered him when he called. God, it's something about God's voice when he called, baby. You ain't got no choice but to answer. It's so commanding. It's so powerful. You will know it when you hear because his sheep know his voice. And he knew his, he knew his father's voice. And I'm not talking about his earthly father. I'm talking about his heavenly father. I'm talking about his true father. So he hears something. He he it, it talks to him and he and Samuel go, he goes, Daddy, did you call me? <laughs> What's up? You call me. And you know, he runs to his father. And that's your obedience to to the heavenly father, too. You hear somebody calling you, you run straight to your father like a uh like a soldier. What's up, daddy? What you need? And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. So he said, boy, I ain't call you. Go lay down. You tripping. <laughs> you tripping. Go lay down. And he went to go lay down again. And then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli. And he said, here I am. For you called me. And he said, hold up. He went, he went to his daddy again like a, like a soldier. Daddy, you called me. You called me. See, he knew it was his father. It, this this shows even though that the Lord, he didn't know God. He, he did know God. He knew God because he knew his spirit knew it was, it was his father. It could have been anybody who he thought called him. But he said, he, instead he went to his father, his earthly father, like a soldier and said, here I am, father. You have called me. It could have been anybody. It could have been one of his brothers in the other room playing next to him. But he knew his father's voice. His flesh knew his father's voice. Even though he, his flesh, also hadn't heard the heavenly father's voice yet. This was the first time hearing it. God's voice is, is so commanding. It is like a father's. So he recognized it as a father, but not a father. So Samuel rose and went. Oh, wait, we don't sit and he answered, I did not call. My son, lie down again. He said, why do you keep coming in my room? Go lay down. You is tripping. I don't know what you're hearing, but I ain't call you, boy. Now Samuel did not know, yet know the Lord. Nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he rose and went to Eli and said, here I am. For you did call me. So, even though Samuel don't know the Lord, Eli does. And Eli proceeded that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lay down. And it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went to lay down. So that's, that's just like, that's a good, that's a good heavenly father. That is, I'm sorry, that's a good earthly father. That is a father who will tell you, son, it's not me who calls you, but your true father who calls you. Who can recognize you and direct you in the path that you need to be. And that's how we should be as servants to other people who have not yet found the Lord. It's, hey, 
He's calling you, son. We need to be able to perceive and discern when our family members, when our friends are under attack by spirit and be able to discern if it's the Lord trying to get a hold of them or if it's something else. And that is what a good earthly father did. And that is what Samuel's daddy, daddy, earth daddy did. He's, he knew it was the Lord that was calling him. And he gave him righteous and just, uh, what do you call it? Way of handling. Okay. Here we go. Go lay down. And it shall be when he calls you, you must say, speak, Lord. You're for your servant hears. So Samuel went to lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called at as at other times. Excuse me. Samuel. Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold. I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears will tingle. And that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. And therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall be to be not shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Okay, yeah, but let's th th talk. That's good. That that's not well. It's not good for Eli's house. But at the same time, Eli is a righteous man. He's still a good man, uh, even though. He, all of us do it. We all, often when the Lord tells us to do something, we go against his word. Um, Eli was a good man. and He was a man who knew God. He was even a man who, even after he did the dirt that he did, he still decided to tell his son, Samuel, hey, when that voice call you, you answer and you recognize it as Lord. Um. After all of this, it, it's I already I, this story is so bomb. This story is so good. It talks about how Samuel decided to go and um, when he laid back then down, and after he wakes his daddy, his actual his fleshly father calls him. He says, "Samuel, Samuel," and now he's able to discern the voice of the Lord and the voice of his father. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, okay, uh, yeah, this is the voice of my father. And he says, tell me what the Lord told has told you. Surely he wants me to hear it and stuff like that. And he tells him, and he's like, well, you know, he tell him, it's about to be some pain and suffering coming down on this house, daddy. And he says, you know what? The Lord is just in his ways and everything that he does, it, it's right and it's just so. It, it, hey, so be it, you know? But just that story alone just talks about how it's important to know the Lord's voice. It's important to answer what he calls. Um, it talks about what a good father is and, and how to be a good father, a good mom. You know what I'm saying? That story, it talks about a lot. But it, one thing that really stands out to me personally is, is that you make yourself you can make yourself a favorite child. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. That sounds harsh. That sounds messed up. But 
when you answer the Lord's call, instead of numbing your ears and deafening your ears with the sounds of, of the world and the, the actions and the deeds and the wants and the fleshly desires of the world, instead of numbing yourself and deafening yourself, you decide to answer the, vo the voice, the call of the voice of the Lord. You have been chosen. You have decided to be chosen instead of just being called. Because Samuel was called, but when he answered, he was chosen. And that is the difference between being called and being chosen and all of that good stuff. So I just wanted to share that with y'all today and hop on and spend some time in that. But before we close this bad boy out, um, we're gonna we're gonna close this out in some prayer. I want to thank y'all for being present. Thank y'all for listening to podcasts. We have so many of y'all listening. Oh my gosh, God is so good. God is so powerful. It's only through His work and through His will that we are able to do this every week, three times a week. Believe me, it does take dedication and it does take hard work. And there are times where I just want to be like, I'm not gonna do it. But why do that when? We can, we can do what the Lord told us to do and that's raise up that nation. So let's pray us out, y'all. Y'all know I, uh, I don't want to start crying again. Y'all know how I get when I cry. Let's get it. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for bringing us together again. I want to thank you for this opportunity of salvation. Um, thank you for this word and this opportunity just to dive into it and then absorb it to soak in your your word your your laws your your scriptures thank you for being present lord thank you for pouring out your holy spirit and letting us receive it to to live in it to dwell in it we have made you our refuge father i'm asking you to remember us today remember us tomorrow i'm asking you to fulfill the desires of your servants hearts as long as it falls in line with the will of your plan the will of your, your glory everything you are glory glory holy joy honor and praise belong to the most high for worthy is he to open the scroll father i'm asking you to cover our children cover our minds our hearts our bodies our souls our spirits remove your hand from my life and place it over the heart the minds and the bodies of your servants father pray help raise up this nation of women and men after god's own heart for the time is coming where no man can eat, no man can work, no man can praise anything other than God. And I'm asking that you wake up your children so that they do that. Thank you, Father, for this time today. Thank you for this hour today that we spent with you. We thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love y'all. I pray y'all have a wonderful day um i will see y'all tomorrow for bible study and we're gonna get into it again every thursday friday and saturday baby we do it non-stop we honor the lord in everything we do because he deserves it so i thank y'all y'all have a wonderful day and i will see y'all tomorrow keep it chilly